One was the picture of Jimmy Butler in the NBA Finals where he's so tired. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with his head down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they said it's going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because <laughs> he has to deal with all these, like the multiverse breaking the and all these different timelines going crazy. Man, I cannot wait for that movie. You are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Hello, welcome to episode 5353. Drum roll from Dane of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my brother, my ace, my guy, my best friend, Dane Beasley. How are you doing, my dude? I'm doing good. Uh, playing my son's um, drumsticks. Doing really good. Doing really good. You know, the one thing they don't tell you about being a parent is the, the many, 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 many falls that your kids would take. This kid was running around with his sippy cup, but in both his hands running, tripped and fell. Bam, got him on the bridge of his nose. Bruised up a little bit, wow. but it's healed up for the most part. Was that today? But No, this was like last week. But I said that because I was playing with these because I took those took these from him because he wouldn't stop running in the house with them. And, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to lose an eye, so yeah. they're over here with me. So. One, one of the many lessons learned in parenting, I'm sure. Man, ain't never lie. But other than that, everything's good, man. Everything's good. That's good. That's good, man. Uh, well, I, it seems like every time I do yard work around the house, the next day it <laughs> rains, bro. So oh. I cut the grass front and back yesterday, and today it rained, and I think it's going to rain again. So listeners, if you hear lightning or thunder, I'm good. It's you know, going to rain. It's going to rain outside a little bit. But thanks, Ollie. Uh, man, it's like it's honestly been like the springiest summer ever. I feel like the weather hasn't been terribly hot. But in in place of that, we get rain almost three or four times a week. Is it like that up there? Yeah, we've we've had I think there has only been two weeks since January that it hasn't rained up here. Um, but essentially every week is at least some sort of shower somewhere. But it's. It's it's kind of scary because you know this is just an effect of you know the, the climate change and the Bro, fact like, that we ain't been taking care of this place. But yeah, I can't I can't imagine or I can't remember a time in the summer where it's rained this much. I feel like at least twice a week the last four or five weeks it's rained. Like not just like your normal drizzle, but like mm-hmm. torrential downpour, mm. flooding going on type thing. But I mean. See, I, I will take that over 102 degree, three degree weather right now. Really? So the thing about it is you can hide from the heat. You can't hide from rain because there's no amount of That's true. you go from, you know, essentially you open the door and you go outside. There's only so much that an umbrella and rain boots can do. Some part of you is going to get wet. You're going to drop your keys or you open your car door to get in there and then put your umbrella down. Some water's going to get somewhere. Water's going to inconvenience you, inconvenience you in ways that the heat can't. Sort of. Unless, Unless your like AC really breaks down for the for the fifth time in the Ooh. past <laughs> three or four weeks like us. Yes, yeah, listeners, if you're listening you're exactly, to this, exactly this, right. this is... This is crazy, man. We almost didn't record today because our AC went out for like the fifth time in the past three weeks. But the AC guy, the the one that our landlord has brought over, this guy has been reliable. Not to shame the maintenance guys that aren't really <laughs> AC, AC techs, but the, he took out this big, now I don't know the technical term, but it was like a big unit 
outside of this small little compartment in our AC mm-hmm. unit and he took it outside and like cleaned it and it was full of dirt and dirt or mm-hmm. dust. And I'm sure that's what's been causing the um unit to overheat or freeze up or whatever. So hopefully so he, he hit you with the uh looks like your alternator might be out, <laughs> you bring it around here after Man. six I can fix it for two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it hopefully that that does the trick. And that's why I'm kind of thankful that, you know, it hasn't hit 105 or, you know, the usual summer temperatures that we see in Texas, because it's it's been hot with the AC off with it being like 90. So I can only imagine um, what it would be like if it was triple D di- triple digit heat. So I'm kind of think like that's one of the things Karina and I are kind of have been hesitant about as far as buying a house right now is just mm-hmm. because. We'd have to pay for any of that, <laughs> like the landlord, Ooh, boy. you know, Ooh, owning a house. Boy. I've heard from a lot of my friends that, you know, have mm-hmm. bought houses at young age that, you know, obviously it's great, you know, that part of your life where you can um, make that decision. But, you know, of course, it's all those other things that come with it. The maintenance of a home, um, buying things on your own. Aren't y'all in that kind of stage right now thinking about? Yeah, we're we're deep in the the research stage. We we're already pretty. We got pretty serious about it in uh, during the spring, and then we realized just how uh, overpriced uh, some very important pieces, you know, stuff like lumber. We see how overpriced that was at the time, so we're just waiting to see where the market is going to go, and hopefully, we you know start looking back into it at the right time because it's. Anybody who I'm assuming anybody that that is living in a house right now, they've had that period in their life. Like, man, I can't wait to move out here and get a house. Yeah, we're in that space right now, you know. And of course, there's a time and place for everything. We just want to make sure we're doing everything uh, in the most the most beneficial and cost friendly way. Right. Just trying to be wise about it, you know, because you can't turn away from that. You can't be like, ah, you know what? Ah, this ain't for me. And then just, you know, right. leave. like, I mean, unless you got bread in your family like that, but you know, so. Yeah. Know. I know y'all are going to make this the the right decision yeah. when it's time yeah. to do so. Um, too. Just wanted to let our listeners and viewers of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast that you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify as well. Um, and give us five stars, man. Five stars in a review. That's all we're asking for. We're 53 episodes into this thing. It's been great so far. We've had great guests come on, kind of making a little noise in that arena. So hopefully we can keep this thing going with uh, the amount of support that we get from our viewers. And we appreciate it very much. Dane. Absolutely. Episode 53. Last episode, we kind of talked about the Olympic team and, you know, they were They've been having these exhibition games um, in Vegas preparing and they mm-hmm. lost the first one to Nigeria. They ended up losing the second game to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night I watched them play against Spain. A little better performance. They ended up winning. Um, but the, the topic that I'm, <laughs> <the topic laughs> I'm going to get into, though, man, is, you know, that thing that's been hovering over the world the past year and a half. COVID-19 cases. Yeah, COVID-19 cases are on the rise um, in Tokyo, where the games are being played, man. Um, This article from CNN that I read this morning, Tokyo 22 reported Monday that there are 58 COVID-19 cases linked to Olympic Games so far. I believe the... The uh, opening ceremonies are scheduled for the 23rd. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there have been a lot of athletes already catching COVID before they even go to Tokyo, even before the games. You know, Tokyo has been a hotbed right now for COVID-19 cases. Of course, we got the Delta variant going on. Um, I'm going to ask you this straight up, Dane. And I know we've had this conversation a lot over the past year with our different major sports, NFL, NBA, even when the Olympics got <laughs> even when the Olympics got postponed last year, should we be having these games going on right now? Probably not. Probably not. But it all goes back to the almighty dollar dollar bill, yo. So, I mean, obviously, if you ask an athlete, do they want to fight and play through an injury? Nine times out of ten, your athlete's gonna say yes because they're competitors. In a similar fashion, um, these guys want to compete, or correction, these guys and gals want to compete. Um, They've already postponed it for a year, but, I mean, if this thing goes in the direction that many people anticipate it's going to go, we're probably going to shut it down, not even going to get to the meat and taters uh, of the Olympic Games. But they need to do what's the best thing to do, and... You know, people that make that type of money are going to make those decisions and say, you know what, this probably is not the best time to do that. But I'm not going to wish that on them because I know a lot of people, a lot of those athletes, those athletes have been hoping and, you know, waiting for this moment for four years and five years now. So um, hopefully this is just, you know, an outlier and and nothing, uh, nothing more comes of it. But at the same time, you got to be a realist and, and prepare for the worst, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a report. Um, one of the experts, like I guess one of the experts from the Tokyo staff, like health and staff committees, said that, you know, these cases were to be expected even before going to the games, which I'm mm-hmm. sure. But at the the worst possible time when it seems like um, in the especially with the Delta variant and everything that's going on in the world with these cases yeah. rising at this particular time is very scary. Um, and of course the thing that I worry about and I'm sort of sure a lot of people worry about is, I mean, there's already cases in the Olympic village, but you know, when they, you're getting all these athletes traveling to this one location for the games and then they're going back to their home countries, kind of like, you know, this could be seen as, another super spreader event because they're going and competing in these games and going back home and, you know, to different countries around the world when COVID is, I mean, back on the rise in some cases, we're not post post pandemic yet. We're not even right. (laughs) And even in the U S with the Delta variant, you know, it's cases on the rise for that. So I think it's a very, interesting and like cautionary time as far as how uh, the numbers for COVID will go. Um, Of course, the athletes that are there, I'm sure they're taking precaution. I'm sure the Tokyo health and safety committee are taking precautions, but man, I just, it's going to be interesting to see after the games are over, which I assume that at this point, they're not, they're not going to turn back. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, there are already athletes no. there. I mean, the games start or the Olymp- or opening ceremony starts in a few days. So I think it's more of a cross your fingers thing at this moment, which is scary to think about. But I, I just hope it doesn't get to one of those things where we see this specific event where we, not we, but, you know, changes could have been made to where mm-hmm. it did not happen or, 
kind of be precautionary with what's going on at the time. Yeah. But yeah. Fair assessment, my you, friend. Right. And um, man, to those that, you know, still don't believe that this thing is real, it's, it's still here and it's still making an impact. So do what you can to keep your and your family safe. Uh, that's just something to keep an eye on heading into the opening ceremonies coming up in a few days. So uh, last last uh, podcast, Dane, last episode, we talked about the NBA finals. And at that point, I believe the Suns had a 2-1 lead on Milwaukee heading into game four. Fast forward a week, man, and it's looking like the Suns are choking and Giannis might just be a cyborg, man. Have you been following along? Well, I know you've been following along with the finals, but what have you (laughs) thought about Giannis's performance and... Uh, kind of what he's done considering like two weeks ago, we thought he had a torn ACL. All things considered, Grayson, y'all thought he had a torn ACL. You know I definitely did. I knew the whole time he was going to come back. You feel me? Yeah, right. Nah, but when he got hurt, um, me and the wife were watching, or I was watching, the wife was watching something else. I can't remember what she was watching, but I see, when, you know, the knee, when the knee buckled the way that it did, I, you know, showed her because she's into that type of stuff. And I was like, yeah, he's done. And of course, here we are now. The most amazing thing about this is one we we have, or I can't say everyone else, but I personally have scrutinized and criticized the the lack thereof and support that Giannis had, uh, it seems like, since the this series started um, from his teammates. And Boy, they stepped they stepped the hell up and they shut me up because Drew Holiday for sure. Drew Holiday, especially Drew Holiday. Um, he has been remarkable on the defensive side. He's it's for me, it's always been like a, a cringy thing to watch for him on offense, but it seems like they kind of put everything together. But in terms of Giannis himself, I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And it's just amazing. It is a testament to his determination, the hard work that they put in, you know, 365 days a year. Um, And hopefully, you know, we're going to get some more games. And I say games as in plural. Um, The expectation, I believe, is that we'll get to game seven. But, of course, that could all change. Um, But the the footnote of all of this is poor Chris Paul. Poor Chris Paul. <laughs> Poor Chris Poor Paul, Chris man. Paul. We Poor see Chris another Paul. instance where his teams are up 2-0 in the series and he can't close the deal. But going back to Giannis, man, in the finals, 33 mm-hmm. or 32.2 points per game, 13 rebounds, 5.6 assists per game. And numbers aside, bro, because people are going to say mm-hmm. stuff about Giannis as far as the way he plays the game. And I know we kind of make jokes here and there about the way he plays the game. But aside from that, man, and on the biggest stage, dude is making the biggest plays. Uh, yeah. I think it was game four. Yeah, game four where he made that block on DeAndre Aiden on, on the alley where he was completely was, turned from the that play. Was, that like, was in, that completely, the instinct. Right. He, he, to read it and then react, turn all the way and make the block is insane. Is, it's like is he insane. was jumping. When he seen the ball go up, he jumped and did like a was it a 180 right yeah he did a 180 like just knowing in the just the anticipation and just the, the ability to not right. provide any type of additional contact that would elicit a foul or anything like that it was just 
That is just poetry right. in motion, bro. That, that play was like, huge, huge in game four. And then we mentioned Drew Holiday, his defensive play, obviously at the end of the game against Devin Booker to strip and then the trust, on him, fool, the trust to put the alley-oop up for Giannis to finish another clutch play that you can't deny. Like, no matter how you feel about Giannis, no matter how much you feel he's not skilled enough, that takes yeah. skill to be able to, one, turn and defend a six foot eleven DeAndre Aiden at the rim. Two, I mean... In game five, finishing that alley-oop play, I mean, people could say anybody could do it, but, I mean, it's in a clutch moment in game five on the stage. Everybody's watching. Like, title on the line, you know what I'm saying? It was a foul, too, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it could have been a dirty foul. People seeing it as a dirty foul, too. So, I mean, at this point, you got to give the man his respect. No matter how you feel about the guy, he's making clutch plays in clutch situations. Like, you can't say anything else about that. But you know, it's there's gonna there are going to be athletes from here to the day after eternity that they can do absolutely a phenomenal feats on live TV, and there's still gonna be people like, hey, <laughs> but dot dot dot. How do I know this? Do you think I used to be one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's one of those things where, and this is what I think, like we always live in the debate. It's like one way and one way only kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're opposite against that, like, for instance, like we see the performance Giannis is putting on right now. Okay. And then Twitter will go, you know, people will go to Twitter and say, pick it apart, either pick it apart or like somebody will say how great it is. And then you always mm-hmm. have that some person on the other side. Like, nah, he's not good. It, I mean, anybody could do that the, kind of thing. Here's the thing. You can compliment, you can big up it, you can, you know, shout it out, just a phenomenal player he is, but just be reasonable with your expectations and the things that you say. Um, Now, again, anyone and everyone that has a keyboard and fingertips um, has the entitlement of an opinion. However, um, you're also entitled to backlash and uh, getting ratioed for the horrible, (laughs) possibly horrible take that you put out there. He Giannis is going to be an amazing player, at, and he's he hasn't even turned he hasn't even turned twenty seven yet, if I'm not mistaken. So he's yeah, going he's to be an amazing player. That's two MVPs already. Yeah, he's that's he's already there. He's an amazing player, but he's going to be an even better player. He keeps building upon what he already has. We've talked that we we talked that point all the way down to the dirt. The issue with, that I have in the, in this particular section of the conversation is people saying boneheaded stuff like. All he has to do is, you know, they win the finals and he's easily a top five player of all time or top 10 player of all time. It's like, you can't say that. Prisoner in the moment type action. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. one of those things that we get excited and we say, you know, we say stuff like that all the time. That's cool. But you got to be grounded in your opinion. That's all I'm trying to get to here. Giannis is an amazing yeah. player. I'm not going to take anything away from him in this particular moment. It's riding off the success that they've had in the playoffs, especially being down 2-0 on a stage like that. However... Right. There is still work to be done, and he he'll more than likely be the first person to tell you that. Um, yeah, he, I but, feel like he has for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm not Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, on to Chris Paul and the Suns, man. Ah, Christopher. Last, I think last oh, Cliff series that <laughs> asked him a question about being up three one. Mm-hmm. on the Clippers and he didn't want to answer the question because history, him. right? Yeah. And so we see <laughs> they've lost three straight games so far and Chris Paul hasn't really been Chris Paul besides those first two games. 
Um, is that I won't say he's washed because no. he's obviously put big numbers up, right? But yeah. what do you think the problem is with Chris Paul right now? Because I have one particular reason that I think he's struggling right now. I think the problem, well, I wouldn't say a problem. I think the situation is he's playing against other professionals and he's been playing against other professionals. And the thing about this, we haven't, this particular stage that he's on the finals, like this is the moment that he's been looking forward to his entire, I mean, let me not put words in his mouth. If I was someone that didn't have an NBA championship ring or just a championship ring period, and I know that there is only one or more games between me and getting to that championship, I'm going to be feeling a certain type of way, right? However, you got to face, you know, on a on court, you got to face five other guys that are trying to prevent you from getting to that greatness because un, you, there's no doubt about it. He's going to go down as a top five point guard of all time. It's one of the best. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say ball handlers. <laughs> he's, one <of> best, <laughs> he's one of the best guards that we've ever seen. Well, in our lifetime, he's the best guard we've yeah. ever seen. I'm just going to put it that way. The best point guard we've ever seen. But at the same time, it, I don't think it's so much as what Chris Paul's doing wrong. It's just the fact that they they had a really, really, really good game plan against him and to, to right. limit his effectiveness. And it's just to frustrate him and get under his skin. And he, um, yeah, and he actually didn't have a bad game five. He, no, the Suns didn't. didn't. They just, they couldn't really defend what, like when the Bucks, if Giannis is going off, and he wasn't really mm. going off until towards the end, no. but you got Middleton and fools. Holiday, all right? Freedom fools were just they were. Mm, mm, I think mm. I I believe Phoenix shot fifty five percent on the night, which you expect to win if you score over hundred points and shooting fifty five percent. But no on the other one end, shot if you're giving up one twenty. Yeah, yeah, no one, you, no one on the court shot left than fifty percent, which is amazing. Like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> Back to no, what I was just going to say, you expect to win the game if you're shooting over 50%, mm-hmm. 55%, and scoring 100 points. But on the defensive end, when you can't defend, when you can't get uh, rebounds, you know, giving a team a second, third chance to score, that's not going to get it done. And mm-hmm. doing it at home, like losing at home like that is, is, it hurts. is, that hurts. is it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. So, I think I think at the beginning of this series I had the Suns winning in seven. Do you think this series is over? You said it earlier that you think this, you know, it's not over till it's over, but do you still think the Bucks have a chance or the Suns have a chance to uh to to come back and take the trophy? Listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told you last podcast. Chris Paul is gonna get himself a ring this year, okay? This that's all I gotta say about this. Jinx or not, oh. Chris Paul is gonna get himself a ring. So you got the Suns winning the next two. <laughs> I'm saying that they're going to win in hopes that my me saying that backfires. <laughs> Catch my drift here. It's, it's it's a bit of reverse psychology. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, I am a Lakers fan, of course. Um, and we, the Lakers nation and Chris Paul, we have some history. So with that Remember history. when y'all had Chris Paul for like 10 seconds? Bruh, this is the happiest <laughs> 10 seconds of my life. All those I po- I remember the first time I was on Instagram, I posted like the little uh little Photoshop jersey and I was like, finally, finally. <laughs> and then somebody comments like, bro, what are you doing? And I'm like, what you talking David about? David Stern and said Yeah, he Yo. said <laughs> he said, not that my house. That Jamie the Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there there's history between uh Chris Paul and Lakers Nation, but obviously 
I don't care who wins. It's going to be historic, whoever wins. But at the same time, if I had to pick somebody to win, it's going to be Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Wink, wink. So, so y'all see what Dane is doing there, right? Uh, it worked a series. so far. <laughs> Get of the series, I had the I had the Suns winning in seven, but man, it's gonna be tough to beat Milwaukee Game Six at home in front of that yeah, crowd. Bro. I mean, both home crowds have been um, like um, bananas. Complete, yeah, insane crowds. But uh, if I were to make a prediction, I'd say the Bucks close it out in six, which goes against what I said before as far as my mm. prediction goes. But Game Wait, Six. But speaking of that, we've had a lot of bad predictions, especially. Just since last, since episode fifty two, I'm sure we'll get to talk about some more of those uh, here during the during the podcast in episode three. But you know, pro, proceed, Mister Host Man. My yeah, bad. I mean to cut you off again. Game Game Six, excuse me, between Milwaukee and Phoenix will be tonight on ABC. And now it's time for what that sound. The nerdy news segment brought to you by Keith. Because Keith made the music. I will I usually say nobody. I'm gonna start saying Keith. Shout Keith. out to shout out to Keith shout one out to time Keith. in the nerdy news. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith, man. <laughs> hey, so we talked about Black Widow last episode. Today we're gonna talk about Loki because the finale dropped since our last episode. And dang, man. what we were saying, what we had hinted at. What we wanted so it's, bad, it's but Marvel had Soda, thrown us for so wrong. many loops. Soda yeah. was wrong and Soda was right. Soda was wrong yeah. and Soda was right. Mostly wrong. Jonathan though. Majors, aka Kang. Well, we, we in this episode he was not Kang the Conqueror, but no, he was not. From what we have been given, he is a variant of Kang the Conqueror, but he was in this episode. The guy at the end, he who remains, or if you are a fan of, uh, <laughs> uh, shoot, now I've got to make a joke. What's his name, Dane? Uh, he who remain. Uh, he who remains. <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh oh Some Terrence Howard, <laughs> you know how the Terrence Howard memes. <laughs> he who remain, <laughs> main, main. But yeah, Loki, Loki. Interesting uh, that you fi- say that. I'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Interesting okay. you brought him up. Okay. Don't forget. Don't forget what you're gonna say. Uh, the I'm Loki finale right saw Loki and Sylvie head into what they were described as the end of time. First of all, the opening scene, bro, with the Marvel Studios logo and all the different quotes that we've seen, the many different quotes of the MCU going through this time stream kind of brought it back to like, dang, everything that we saw so far has come to this end point. And I see you making a face. Go ahead. Now, I don't know what part it was, but I think maybe I, I might have misheard my wife. I misheard my wife all the time, and I got to do better about listening, active listening. Uh, people in the committed relationships out there or marriages, make sure you just be better at active listening. I'm, I'm not doing good at that, but I need to be better. I thought I heard her say, I thought I heard Maya Angelou after the credits for, you know, you know the Marvel Studios. And I was like, where? Was Maya my, Angelou? Like, was she? Was, so she, that, that was her voice? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so she was from one of I mean, her, yeah, one of her speeches. They also had Nelson Mandela okay. in there. So there's like kind of them mixing the MCU stuff with real history kind of stuff. 
which kind of goes back to episode one when you saw Loki jump out of the plane as a DB mm-hmm. Cooper, which was a real like not jumping out of the plane, but the DB Cooper event was a real mm-hmm. event that happened as far as a guy hijacking a plane, never being seen again. So they kind of like to blend the reality part with the MCU mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But Which um, I like. the next big bad, though, that we are expecting after Thanos is Kang the Conqueror. For those that don't know, he's a time-traveling villain, uh, foes of the Fantastic Four, as well as the Avengers. And Jonathan Majors was cast as Kang the Conqueror a few months ago and mm. he was expected to show up first in Ant-Man 3. Um, but here he was the guy at the end of time. Um, obviously I- I've heard a lot of people say things about Loki as far as not liking the ending because of the question of free will and the question mm. of if he has been controlling everything so far, nothing that happened in the it's MCU true means anything because what the Avengers did what all of our heroes have done so far means nothing because they were essentially being controlled by Kang um, or in this case he who remains what do you think about that anybody that stepped out of line was snatched up and was like hey my boy you you messed up the space time continuum you messed up the flow of time come with me and he's, he's not wrong and at that particular moment, it's it was kind of cool to see. And I'm just jumping ahead of myself. It was kind of cool to see like actual conviction from Loki, like mm-hmm. some the light bulb came on. I was like, wait a minute. This ain't right, bro. Like we this ain't right type of deal. So my thing is now, what does that how? I want too many questions, but the first of many is how is that going to change his interactions? How is that going to change his motives in season two? Because, of course, if you watch the post credits, you know that mm. season two is going to is, is, is it's a thing. So when it picks up, whenever it picks up, how many movies have, you know, have already been filmed and, and shown or premiered, yeah. like whenever it picks up, what are going to be his motives and where are we going to pick up at? Because that's going to tell me everything I need to know about this particular character and his development. But man, right. Because it's always wanted... in the back. Of your... Okay. No, finish, finish your quote. And I'll say, oh, it was kind of leading to something else. It wasn't really. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, yeah. I was going to say, uh, in the back of your mind, you always think because what we saw Loki over the past 10 years and however many mm-hmm. movies, there's always that Loki like in the back the of the self. mind, he's out for him. So mm-hmm. I, but I, I truly believe, Dane, when you talk about his conviction, you talk about the way he was acting towards Sylvie saying he's completely changed. I actually believe him and mm-hmm. I believe this is a completely different Loki that we've seen, obviously, in the, the other movies. Um and obviously we won't know like you had mentioned there's going to be so many projects between now and season two of loki and loki i think is expected to show up in the uh dr strange multiverse of madness but yeah the 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 crazy question and now that we can't even call it the mcu we got to call it the mcm now because you know it's the the multiverse uh, marvel cinematic (laughs) multiverse but if Loki is showing up in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, it mm-hmm. might not even be this Loki that we've seen in this show. Because if they go oh. into the multiverse, it could be a Loki that we know previously as the evil Loki. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I don't want to put it's a, so many questions coming up box. as far. 
I'd say, yeah. I'd say, I'd say to you, my friend, my advice to you, bruh, is not to put this into a box and not limit the abilities and the knowledge of one Doctor Strange. Um, we saw or we have seen just how impressive he is when he has time to study and the limits to his knowledge or the the I guess you can say there aren't any limits to his, his knowledge. I got to figure out a way to reward that. I'll come back to that. But I don't think we should. I don't think we should underestimate Doctor Strange in, the, in this for being able to run into Loki in some way, shape or fashion. Or we've had. Yeah. What was that? Thor? Was that the, th- the third Thor? Yeah, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. The, the Loki and Doctor Strange cross paths briefly is like maybe five minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were looking for Odin. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the last interaction we've seen from that particular Loki, which is, of course, eventually going to be the Loki that we saw at the conclusion of the Loki series. So this particular variant, there's way too much on the table for them not to bring him into the into the limelight again. But who knows with Marvel anyways, but um, you said something about Sylvie that stuck with me, or we talked about Loki's his um, basically his development as a character, um, assuming that he found conviction in the final moments of the episode. The way that Sylvie uh, acted, that's the way that we would have anticipated Loki reacting. Um, and if you think about it, obviously she hasn't had enough screen time, uh, nowhere near as much as Loki has in in the in in the MCU in its entirety. So of course the expectation should be a little bit tempered with, with her, but if we're looking at it on an even playing field, she really didn't go through much of a development from the first time when we saw her to, of course, the last moment we saw her, um, she's still kind of working out some things. And obviously she's going to regret the mistake that she made. Um, and in due time, I'm pretty sure we'll see how that ends, um, for her, but I don't think it's going to be good at all for her. Specifically, when we yeah. see the wrath that the other more evil versions of He Who Remains uh, come through, so yeah, we'll see. It's funny people people are coming with up with these memes that are so funny. One was the picture of Jimmy Butler in the NBA Finals where he's so tired, <laughs> you know, talking about with his head down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they said it's going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because <laughs> he has to deal with all these. Like the multiverse breaking and all these different timelines going crazy, man! I cannot wait for that movie. Uh, one one funny question, Dane: Who What's messed up, up more, Star Lord in Infinity War or Sylvie stabbing He Who Remains at the end of Loki? Because mm. you got Star Lord, you had Thanos trapped, basically about to get the gauntlet off to stop you know the snap from happening, but he. Gets into his feelings and emotions and snaps yeah. and breaks the little trance they had I'm on say Thanos. Sylvie. I'm gonna say Sylvie, and I'm gonna say this because Kang the Conqueror, he's gonna make Thanos look like a pre a preschool teacher. Is is how horrific and maniacal this man is. So with her unleashing an infinite amount of these variants, we're going to see hundreds well i don't think there'll be hundreds but I, we're going to see a plenty of plenty of different versions of this particular manifestation of kang and the evil that bring that he brings with him so with that being said we knew what thanos's goal was is to wipe out half of existence now essentially what could have taken place Sylvie might have been one of those individuals that was wiped out in, in, in that particular half before endgame and then of course after endgame everyone was brought back so let's just say that 
for this particular the question that you asked, let's say Sylvie. Sylvie was worse. Sylvie. She she made the worst decision, in my opinion, because we know what Thanos was. We know what he was capable of doing. We have no idea what we're going to see with this King the Conqueror and all these other variants that are on the way. Yeah. Or correction, the variants that have already happened. <laughs> and you see Marvel laying the groundwork for the multiverse as far as um leaving you in a cliff like cliffhanger on that and seeing everything going crazy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you can see they're setting up different projects combining because, you know, we talked about the Fox deal coming into effect when all the Boy. X-Men characters are uh, they're setting up that stage where we, we're going to see gonna eventually the, the X-Men. We're going to get the mutants, yeah. what you're saying. The mutants, mutants at one point. Deadpool is coming. We've seen that little promo with Deadpool and Korg. And Korg. That He's was cool. basically that in the cool. MCU. It's 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 about to get wild, but before yeah. before we go on, man, one thing I wanted to to bring to light was freaking Jonathan Major's performance. He he carried Bruh. that episode so well. And I have you ever did you ever watch Lovecraft Country? Yeah, yeah, we we watched it. That's uh, see, I never I never notice, got to watch it. The wife is definitely number one in his fan club. She loves her some some Major. So he like he. He had me convinced that he was a legit evil genius, you know, because yeah. his character, of course, you know, being as knowledgeable as he is and from the future, just a man, of course, but he just, you know, has access to limitless technology. But he. Yeah. The way bro, he just took over bro, that entire episode, like on the edge of my seat, like, bro, his performance, like the way he articulated certain things, his. Mm-hmm. Humor with everything, mannerisms, like just complete over control, the top, just over the top, uh, like the arrogance too. The arrogance was was right. a plus plus because we've seen arrogance in different forms from plenty of the villains across the MCU, but not in that sense of I know what's going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it, and I'm going to tell you what's going on type of deal. Like that's right. a different type of genius. But I'm ready, man. I am ready. Man. Definitely excited for the future of Marvel Studios. We got the next show is going to be What If in August, which, I mean, who knows? I I think we talked about What If a little bit last Mm -hmm. episode with the trailer, but with the ending of this episode or this series with Loki and seeing the multiverse, I am on the train that What If is going to be canon and it's going to be a part of this multiverse. Um, it, It just has to be. I don't know what capacity they're going to bring in like with because it's a you know it's animation but i I believe it's going to be canon it's going to be one of those different branches where everything is that way (laughs) so i i do not know what to expect with marvel but at the at completely the same time i'm 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 happy in the fact that i don't know and so uh (laughs) with what kevin feige and everyone at marvel have done so far I'm I'm happy with and um with the finale Dane I we talked about it last episode I mm-hmm. still have Loki at the top as far as the three shows that came out and I think I sent out this tweet because I'd been watching some other videos as far as um what like the placement of Loki because originally after Endgame or, or the Infinity Saga they wanted Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be the first show to come out and then mm-hmm. WandaVision and then Loki. And now with seeing all three shows, that kind of makes sense because we know why Loki was going to be the final hitter, right. the, the heavy hitter. And then, right. And then Falcon, because my reasoning was Falcon and the Winter Soldier deals with like one of the main mm-hmm. thing or one of the many themes deals with 
everything that happened post blip, like with everyone mm-hmm. coming back from in game. Um, WandaVision deals a little bit with the magic, and you know, at the end, we see her being a Nexus being and potentially diving into multiverse stuff. And Loki kind of just blows it out the water, opening that door that WandaVision kind of creaked open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the first two shows with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, everything dealing with COVID kind of took kind of what they really wanted as far as a complete project out of it. And I right. think that's why Loki ended up being the best show because I feel like it was one of the shows where they were able to make it exactly how they want it from beginning to end. So in due yeah. time, we're going to find out. We're going to find out, man. But let us know what you think, guys. Did you enjoy the Loki series? Where do you rank it with the other shows that we've seen from Marvel? What do you expect with what if? Just let us know. Add us, tweet us, whatever. And uh, we will get back to you on your it's, reactions. It's arguing time. <laughs> Dang, did you did you see Space Jam 2? I did not. Um, okay, we were supposed to watch it. Now I don't mind talking about it. We can talk about okay, it. Okay, yeah, I've that's fine. Heard a lot about it. Um, I'm sure you have. People, <laughs> and I'm kind of just disgusted to say the least. Um, I'm here so critical of, of a children's movie. But I am here to defend Space Jam Two or <laughs> Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yeah, uh, I kind of got into not some social media spats, but like kind of Uh-oh, some debate on. It. You're in a safe place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I told her I was going to come to the platform to defend Space Jam. Okay. I wasn't going into this movie thinking, or obviously people are going to compare it. Man, okay. So many levels. To this, man. <laughs> let me let me get it out. Firstly, I wasn't going into to this movie thinking it was going to be well, like a well acting perform, like the best acting performance ever because it's LeBron James, right? I didn't go into this. LeBron James is not an actor. Really? Listen, 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 let me get it off. Let me get it off. I didn't go into (laughs) this movie. I didn't uh, didn't go into this movie thinking it was going to be the, like an Oscar performance. I didn't go Mm. into this movie thinking it was going to be like the first movie. I came in Mm. this with an open mind purely wanted to be entertained, which okay. I was. All right. I understood the fact that we are in a new generation. We're in 2021. We are not exactly. in 95, 96. When did Space Jam come out? 94. I want to say, say 94. Let me, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me look that. it up before, before people Miss get Colt on stuff. me. 1996. Oh, that was late. 1996. So was my thing is, Space Jam tell, isn't a tell, movie tell that Deontay. like you need to critique down to the bone as far as the acting, as far as the uh, the way that the characters are. Like it wasn't made for a '96, a '90s kind of vibe. Like we're in 2021. Mm-hmm. One of the gripes was LeBron can't act. LeBron's emotional or emotions, his face. The way he was acting in the movie was not top tier. Okay. I think what it really comes down to, Dane, mm-hmm. is what what is the what is the craziest or the most brought up sports debate? Uh who's the best basically who's the The GOAT, right? Sports in general? Sports in general or just basketball? The, what basketball and sports, I feel like the debate 
always comes down to who's the goat between the, yeah, Michael Jordan and, yeah, LeBron, Michael Jordan right? and LeBron, right? And this didn't help. And so, <laughs> this didn't and help so that 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 conversation and the way people feel about LeBron James has come into the Space Jam debate from what I've seen. And I feel like people who don't like LeBron don't like Space Jam too. I feel like those coincide with one another. And people, mm. if you're listening, if you're watching, correct me if I'm wrong. But when I what I've seen through social media is a critique of what people feel about LeBron James coming into this movie. Now, mm. I feel like the movie did its purpose. I feel like the movie connected with the audience it was connecting to. I'm not going to spoil the movie because, Dane, you haven't seen it. Other people, Oh, it doesn't bother me. People it haven't seen me. it. I, just, I, yeah, just, I'm not going to spoil it if you want to, brother. No, I, I, I'm not going to spoil it. But my argument is it's, it's, it's a 2021 movie. So mm-hmm. you're going to see like things catered to kids of, of this generation. So video right. games, uh, craziness, just Cartoon- all out. Looney, with, if that makes sense. cartoons, <laughs> Looney and Toonie Music stuff, you can if dance you will. To. A yeah. lot of bright colors. So, bright. Slapstick. Exactly. To attract the audience. But from an entertainment aspect, I was going into the movie, not expecting space jam one, not expecting, what we saw. And I think there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's space jam because so people are going to compare it to what they saw before, but I feel like the argument of Michael Jordan or LeBron James has come into effect when in in this debate of, of this movie. And Mm. so I, I I just want to say no, (laughs) no, like, it's always going to be that debate, but just chill, man. It's 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 not that serious. So, uh, me, to quote you, me, Dan, let me come through from the perspective and point of view of someone that has not seen the movie, someone that wants to see the movie. Just I, the time has slipped by, and you know, I've been prioritizing other shows that I have um, on the list, and you know, that's where I'm at right now. Um, let's get two things very two very important things straight. LeBron James. A hell of an athlete. Michael Jordan was a hell of an athlete. LeBron James did not spend his life trying to go to Juilliard and be an actor. Okay. Michael Jordan did not spend his entire life trying to be a phenomena or uh uh let's say he wasn't he didn't spend his entire life trying to be Leonardo DiCaprio, like that's that's not what this is. He wasn't dedicating his craft to being an actor. So when you put an athlete in a movie, you're going to get some bad acting, and that's okay because the movie, more than likely, if you realize how bad the acting was, it probably wasn't for you. On top of that, I'm not defending Mike, and I'm not defending LeBron in this instance because one, I have no stake in either one. Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan, but I don't have a stake in either one. I know that when I was a kid, five years old, the Space Jam was an amazing movie to me. There are going to be other kids who are five years old or around that age, and they're going to see Space Jam, A New Legacy, and they're going to think, wow, this is an amazing movie. My nephew enjoyed it. Exactly. And guess what? If you're a person that's critiquing the movie, I have some really, really bad news to give out there. You supported the movie. You either watched it. Well, 
I'm assuming that you supported the movie. You either watched it in a the movie theater or you watched it on an app. And the app, of course, you paid a few pennies for. And a few of those pennies went on to Mr. LeBron James and company. So I'm sorry that you're, you know, you feel the type of way about a particular person. So you feel the need to drag your criticisms and your your angry manisms into the fact that this man is somehow an actor and on a on a screen with a bunch of Looney Tunes and characters. So it is what it is, man. It, this isn't the hill to die on to say LeBron James is a horrible actor. He should be. He didn't spend his life <laughs> trying to be an actor. He spent his life trying to be a basketball player. And that's okay. And was Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan that much of a like much well, you haven't seen the movie, but he wasn't that great as an actor in no, Space Mike, Jam. There wasn't there were a lot of awkward moments in that Space Jam movie. We watched it a few weeks ago and I was like, damn. This is kind of cringy. Like just some of the stuff he was saying, like some of his, <laughs> like when he realized he didn't have his, his sneakers, he's like, I can't play basketball. I don't have any gear. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it doesn't take away from the fact that Michael Jordan is an amazing basketball player, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause I act. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, there's always going to be those debates about. I think I think that's what this this space ten, uh, space jam two debate came down to is uh, MJ versus Braun kind of thing. Which, go, when, go, when give that your, happens, go give your kids or your your what, mom or what dad a hug or something, man. Just what what this can you this do? This ain't the hill to die on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just had yeah, I had I had to defend the slander, man, because uh, I, I saw I saw a bunch of comments. Now, now like we always say. If you don't like what you hear, tell us tell us what you feel and why you think yeah. our opinion is sl- uh, slightly different than yours. If I if I if I can say, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, don't don't complain to me about it because I'm just gonna ignore it. Sorry. <laughs> There's more things that we can get into arguments about, <laughs> and that's not yeah. one of them. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, man, yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah, sure, man, I agree. Is that I mean, your mind's already made up at that point. I ain't got no time for that. So, you know. Yeah. So, Dane, this next story you actually added to our notes. I kind of missed this one. I'm glad you added it, man. The Last of Us TV show based off the PlayStation game. What, what What's going on with that? Well, I just came. I forgot that this was an existing thing. But, you know, uh, The Last of Us was was an amazing game. It was the first game that I actually played on PS4. If I'm not mistaken. Cause it was, it was on PS3, right? It was on PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was on PS3 and it was remastered on PS4. Yeah. It was the first game I played on PS4. Cause I didn't have a PS3. I was on uh, Xbox. Um, but, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the whole time I was playing, I was like, man, this is a really good movie because of the length of the cutscenes and the level of detail and just the dialogue and the, 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 the chemistry that we have from these two characters. But I came across this article and it reminded me, oh, snap, another video game adaptation. Uh, we've had a lot of movies that were video games and turned out. And then, of course, somewhere along the lines, they ended up being movies. Sonic, Street Fighter, um, was it Double Dragon, uh, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a few of them. There's quite a few of them. Sonic the Hedgehog, we've we've had that recently. But this particular movie, um, we've got some pretty decent heavy hitters um, that have already been cast. We got two actors from Game of Thrones, uh, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. 
Pedro Pascal. Nice. He's been he's been in his bag. The, the man has been in everything. He's if you love the Mandalorian, that's that's your boy. He's gonna be in there. He was he was Mando from that. Um, and, you know, it's kind of trash how they did him in, in Game of Thrones. Like I thought he was gonna, you know, <laughs> and it, they had the nerve to have him like he was live as heck. You know, doing his little backflips and you know round yeah. offs and you know like oh, what's it? They did a lot of characters dirty in that show. And you know, I thought he was gonna <laughs> I thought he was gonna end up beating the dude. Was it the mountain, right? The mountain is who he fought, right? Yeah. Right. I thought he was gonna beat the mountain. And then the dude grabbed his head and squished, and I was like, damn. Yeah. You can't have nothing. Game of, Game of Thrones got real with it. Yeah. You mentioned sorry something if anybody very, didn't watch uh, it. <laughs> sorry if anybody didn't something. watch it and they got to that and you're Spoiler like two alert. episodes before that happened. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> my bad. Something you mentioned um, that uh, I really relate to is like those games that you play and you think it's a movie. Um, those are my favorite kind of games, like single player experience where it actually feels like you're playing and watching a movie at the same time. One hmm. recently that I played is definitely the two Spider-Man titles um, and the Ghost of Tsushima game. But with this one, I, I played part one but mm-hmm. i have not played part two yet but i hope this is one of those shows that um i see i'm not sure if i'll tune in but i know a lot of the times when they make a movie into a game or mm-hmm. a game into a show that it's not always up to par from what you expect or what for what you expect so um but like you said they've casted some great actors and actresses so far um so we'll definitely tune into that when uh when it airs. I forgot a really good one. This one blew my mind why I couldn't remember or why this one didn't come to mind, but the one of the video games to TV shows that is actually really good on Netflix was The Witcher with uh with uh, our mm. boy Superman Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill. we we didn't it didn't come to my mind but that was a good ass show. Like in have you seen it before? Okay, well, spoiler alert. Oh, oh The Sorry. Witcher? No, no, I have not. Oh. I have not. Oh. Never mind. Well, you need to go ahead and watch that because that was <laughs> that was a really good adaptation itself. Um, and then just, yeah, I, 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 that's as best as I'll say. Um, pay attention if you watch it. That's it. But I didn't, you know, there wasn't Do you know when this is coming out? I don't. Um, oh, I still got a film and stuff. So they still, sure yeah, they still got a ways to go. And they still got a ways to go. Um, but I honestly, I didn't. Oh, 2022. It's, it's supposed to be early 2022. So this time next year, we'll probably be talking about the, the conclusion of the season finale or whatever. But 2022 right. is when it's supposed to be out. But of course, that could change because, you know, COVID. But the expectation right. is we're going to get ourselves a pretty good show. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping based on the hands that are on working on it. And of course, the the source material that they have to work with. So Right. Right. Yeah. So hopefully that can come out and, you know, we'll, we'll see how it is. See how it is. Speaking of movies a day or two ago, 13th anniversary for the dark Knight, man. One of the greatest, I would say one of the greatest superhero movies that I've seen on, on screen, man. And I think because this is around the time before Marvel, obviously are where they're at as far as peak, you know, taking over, in my opinion, my fandom over DC, where DC is at right now. But mm-hmm. this movie made me a comic, like not a comic, but like wanted me 
to find out what's next as far as superhero movies, wanting to be fed more as far as superhero movies go, because Batman, you know, no matter how bad the old Batman movies from the 90s are now that we look back on it, this was like to see Batman on screen again was something that I always look forward to. And this is one of the greatest superhero movies that I've seen on screen. The performances, obviously Heath Ledger as the Joker was historic. Um, when you think of this movie, Dane, what kind of comes to your mind? I think of greatness. Um, that was one of the, I remember that movie for two reasons. One, uh, unfortunately where we're at right now, the climate, um, mass shootings, the, the night I went to go see it in Huntsville when I was in college, there was a mass shooting in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. And it was of course this particular movie, but that's the, every time I see the, you know, the dark night or anniversary about it. I always think back to that um, tragic event. Unfortunately, um, I had to bring the room down with that, but honestly, I'm, you know, I gotta be real. That's where, that's where my, that's where my brain immediately goes to. The second would be top five greatest comic book movies of all time. And I'm not saying that because I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, but just speaking facts, the portrayal that we got, and then just the build up to this particular moment for this particular character that I love was my favorite superhero or, uh, favorite hero. <laughs> Nothing super about that dude aside from the bank account. But he's rich. Top, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's rich. Let's just super out. I'm rich. Um it's a top five for me. And I can't of course obviously I'd have to sit down and, and jot out a list, but between The Dark Knight and and Winter Soldier and Watchmen, there's two other movies that I, I'm not coming to mind right now, but I'd put in that top five list, but along with this movie. Um yeah. but it's just from start to finish, there's there's just so much to unpack. Um, but thankfully, you know, unfortunately, there there is tragedy that surrounds the movie. You know, um, Heath Ledger um, passing away um, before the movie even came out. Um, and as, that in itself was just it, it was sad to hear about. And it also just speaks to just you have no idea what somebody else is going through. Once these actors that put so much pressure on themselves, like no idea what they're going through. Um, but the the stuff that they put out for people like us to look at and watch and critique um, to be that type of transparent and to have that type of energy and, and courage and putting yourself out there is just, it's always commendable, but they, they did the damn thing with that movie. And it's yeah. why it's, even today in 2021, it stands up against a lot of your favorite comic book movies yeah. because of just everything from the production, the script, the acting, the character, you know, interactions. Like it's the source material. Like there's just, there's a lot to unpack there. But yeah. Right. What were you saying, my bro? No, I was going to say it was a great trilogy overall. Yeah. And like it came up on my Facebook memories today, like nine years ago, I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises. So that was, you know, what a way to cap off the, the Dark Knight trilogy with the performance that Tom Hardy put on as Bane, one of the most quotable, you know, yeah, but parts bars. of that entire movie and <laughs> all cinematic, bars. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, darkness, darkness is. You think darkness is your ally? Like that but was beating beating Batman's know. ass with a fifty cent uh, bulletproof vest on. Like that's <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that can surpass that in cinematic history. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, Christopher Nolan did his thing with that trilogy, and although you know, obviously where we are now in 
cinema as far as superhero cinema we always want to mm-hmm. see everything going with what mcu has done so far um and dc is trying to do on the catch-up whatever they got going on over there i always sit back and wonder like what would happen like if christopher nolan didn't make it a trilogy like if we still had stuff going on the way that you shake your head Man, the possibilities that yeah. and all I know is that the money wouldn't be able to print itself so much if that was the case. But I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. It would have been great, but you know, this is the reality in this particular yeah. look in this particular version of the universe we didn't get all good things come to an end. But no, it was a great, like great trilogy and mm-hmm. an important part of I feel like for me that's where I was like hooked on comic book movies, like mm-hmm. this particular trilogy and what, I mean, MCU picked up right after that with Iron Man and obviously the infinity saga and all that. So yeah, salute to Christopher Nolan, uh, salute Heath Ledger, Tom Hardy. Um, well, I'm thinking of Batman. Uh, they shoot him too. Go oh, Christian Bell. What's his name? Dang. Thank you. Christian Bell. Yeah, Christian Bell. Hey, those guys I can't it. see. Yeah, every time I see him now, I'll be thinking of like Dick Cheney because that movie that he did, I was like, man. Oh, I didn't even watch that, but that does not look I, like him. No, it didn't. But it's scary. It's like, man, you really put your body to like all the different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say transformation. Some of them look like mutations. Some of the, <laughs> some of them look like mutations. I'm gonna call it what it is. But the dude, he put in the work to get big as in like, Chunky, and then he put in the work to get big, yeah. like Swole, Brolic, and Batman. So he got skinny in, uh, I forgot what role that was that he got skinny in, but he was like sick. And I still, it still didn't look good in his face. Like, you know, somebody gets skinny for a role, like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He got skinny for a role. Yeah. That, the meat still ain't came back to that man's face yet, you know. And, yeah. you, know, and you know, did you know he was going to be in the MCU, Christian Bell? Oh, he's a. Uh, he's going to be the God villain, killer, in, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, God Butcher or something like that in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that he was going to be that particular character until like a few after it was announced. I slept on the the information. Like I wasn't even like, ah, blah, blah, blah. but mm-hmm. it sounds like oh, they got a good one. They got yeah. a good one. That's for sure. Our last topic as we close episode fifty three of the duo NBA two K twenty two. Dane, my guy. Luca is on the cover. The regular edition of NBA 22K22 coming out in September. And then the Legends version will have Dirk, KD, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What you think? React. Don't be mad, bro. You're forgetting a, you're forgetting a very, very, very important cover, Deontay. The I'll Japanese wait. cover? Nope. Oh, the the female cover, yeah, Candace man. Parker, Candace yeah. Parker as the well. Real, I'm sorry, the real CP3. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that was yeah. So the Candace the Parker cover is going to be the GameStop exclusive. They said mm-hmm. so. If you get the game from GameStop, Candace Parker will be on the cover. That's awesome, by the way. But go ahead. This is this is um, the most impressive thing to me was the videos of them of it being revealed to them. Like, you know, Lucas' video, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's video, Candace's video, and then, of course, KD's video was, like, very... KD's was, like, super, like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. 
<laughs> this is deep. Um, but it was just seeing the the look and the expression and the the appreciation on their face, like all the hard work they put into, you know, all the items they looked up to. And then the one particular moment that you get to visibly see their excitement was them being on a video game. Yeah. Like that. And I believe that's, uh that's so cool. Katie Katie was on the two K sixteen cover yeah. with uh who was third it? time, I think, for him, right? I want to say second. He he was on the cover with uh, Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. Not Blake Griffin. Who was that? Bro. It was him, Derrick Rose. I got to look it up. Yeah, me too. And Steph. No, nope. That wasn't 2K16. 2K16 was Steph, James Harden, and AD. Was this the first time? As you can see. Oh, okay. 2K13. Excuse me. 2K13, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, Blake, uh, KD. There you go. Yeah, this is his, his third time. Well, Wait, no, 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 no. So he was 2K13, 2K15. Oh, 2K15, 2K15. Yeah, there you I go. I forgot about 15, bro. Sure did. You're right. Fourth peak cover. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I want to well, say it was <laughs> third I time for KD. I said it was his third time, and I couldn't remember what the second time was. I was like, wait a no. minute. I know that. You're right. I couldn't remember. You're right, I was like, Damn, this fool. Man, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, why is that? They've been get, well, different reasons. Different reasons. Different reasons. Much different <laughs> reasons. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I'm, I'm bringing it up. We talked about this podcast ago about the Olympic team and just the, we don't have a the guy on the Olympic team. We don't have a, a LeBron or a Steph on there. And it's not to say that anything about other players that are already on the roster, but it's like, I'm not going to get back into this. Where I'm, where you saying he's not an alpha. You, no, he is. He's not an alpha. He is. He's an amazing player. He's one of the best scorers that this this league has ever seen. Probably one of he's going to go down as a probably a top three, maybe top five scorer the NBA has ever seen. But it's just like I agree. I still don't get that. Like it maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because of the way the things ended versus the Bucks this year. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the foot was on the line. Maybe that's what it was. But I just can't. Hmm. I don't know. I love KD though. But it, I think just, you're going back to the leadership thing. It might be, and, and I mean, that's that's not everybody's role. Everybody's not going to be that guy, and that's okay. And me, a person that's not in the NBA, I'm not ask, asking for Kevin Durant to be. You need to be a leader. You need to rally the troops. You need to be, you know, the person hey. that gets them and gathers them. I don't need to be that guy because he's a grown ass man. But my thing is like, I don't. Yeah, you better watch out because uh, uh, he he been killing people in Twitter issue. Spaces. <laughs> Look, have you uh, seen have you seen him on Twitter spaces? Yeah, Are you man. saw what happened? Yeah. Arguing with Warriors fans. Like that's the last yeah. fan base you need to be arguing with. A lot of those guys weren't even they didn't even know basketball existed before 2013, bro. So I, I agree with come that. On. Let's let's just come on. Kev, you better than this. And if you reply to this video, all respect, my boy. Like we appreciate everything you're doing. Um, but don't I have nothing to offer in an argument with you, Katie. Like nothing. I'm sending. <laughs> they hopping off that train early. <laughs> Look, I don't want the smoke. I don't no want smoke. the smoke. We are none of the smoke podcast. <laughs> none of the smoke. No, oh, appreciate man. you, KD. This is me bowing out gracefully. Hey, man, I was just what I was just playing. It was I was just talking, bro. My producer handed me the script to talk about this stuff, bro. I ain't writing none of this stuff down. It wasn't Dane me. Said, Dane said, oh that, oh, that was different. <laughs> about that time oh, he jumped me in smoke backyard. Boy, I looked oh, at that oh, camera. Oh, that was, was different. 
Oh, that was different. <laughs> For those of you Episode. uncultured people who don't know, we're referring to a very, very funny movie comedy from the 90s called Friday. 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 DJ Pooh said, oh, that was different. <laughs> oh man episode 53 of the dual sports and stuff podcast we appreciate every listener every viewer of the podcast don't forget dang what you gonna say happy birthday demonic i i, Demarik! I, was, I wrote a note to myself i wrote a note to myself like shout out the homie on his birthday it's his birthday tomorrow yes mr old man himself now i'm playing not old uh shout out to demonic man he's a longtime listener day one supporter of the duo sports and stuff podcast um from the sam houston state university i ain't gonna put his whole government out there say his middle name and all that but demonic man shout out to you hope you have a wonderful day today man um yeah, uh, I'll go ahead. Make sure you send me thirty dollars because it's, it's my birthday uh, as well today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to Demon Rick. Happy birthday, bro! Also, shout out to our guy that we had on episode forty-seven, KJ Kidd Nuosa. Uh, UT you Athletics actually, yeah, UTS oh, Athletics man. announced it that he has been named team physician, which we already knew, but they made we it had official inside on scoop on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They made it official on their social media today. So shout out to my guy, KJ, of course, doing big things, mm, man. man. And uh, we're, we're so proud of you. Man. We, got, we got some him, talented. Man. We got some talented friends, man. I like I sit back and think like all the people Very that I know. That are, yeah. Doing, doing great things, things man. I uh, just salute. Salute, man. Being uh, a cheerleader has probably been one of the best, the best side jobs I've yeah. had <laughs> since seeing a lot of the success that my friends have had. And it's, it's, it's always going to be a cool thing to root people on when, when they're taking on, you know, those Goliaths that they, they have to in their career fields and just life yeah. in general. So shout out to all you heavy hitters out there, man. We still, we still rooting on the sideline. Still line, rocking. You know still rocking. If you ain't hit that home run yet, we still going to root for you too until you hit that mug. Until then, <laughs> bunt that mug, boy. Bunt that mug. Bunt that mug, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely for sure. Episode 53 of the duo sports and stuff podcast remember you can check us out on apple spotify youtube google podcast our website www.duosportsandstuffpodcast.com i'm deontay epps co-host dane beasley and we are out <laughs> <laughs>